Be transformed. Turn into a better version of yourself, the highest version of yourself. You could be so much stronger than this. You could be better than you are today. You could be the highest version you've never reached. I want you to look in the mirror and challenge that man in the mirror because you can lie to everybody in the world, but you can't lie to that mirror. You are now tuned in to the Decisive Point Podcast, where influence meets intellect, the keys to unlocking your full potential. Here's your host, Jeffrey Delgado. So what I wanted to talk about today, if you guys have ever heard of Stephen Covey, God rest his soul, but it was one of the books that I read in the 90s that really made an impact in my life. And I wanted to go over the seven habits of highly affected people. It was a New York Times bestseller. And my opinion, this book was probably one of those defining moment books of my life. So I felt it was really important that I went over some of the highlights of the book. And it's just going to be some highlights that I believe can make an impact on your life. Hopefully this helps you. The first one was interesting, was called Be Proactive. Now, when you look at it face value, being proactive makes sense, right? Just go out and do something, be proactive. But what he's really talking about here is the difference between reactive and proactive. And reactive is things that you cannot control that you react to versus things you can control and you become proactive on that. Many people are very reactive. So for an example, things that happen, what they call a circle of concern would be things that you have no control of. What's happening with the weather, natural disasters, political views of others, what other people think of you, the lives of celebrities or politicians, the economy. You know, people get stressed out about things like this, but they have no control of it, but they have a lot of concern about it. But there are areas of your life that you could be proactive, and these are areas that you have control on. The attitude that you have, the businesses that you start, where you work, what you read, where you live, your leadership position, articles and books that you write, what skills you develop, those are in your control. So be proactive with things that are in your control, not just in your circle of concern. That's number one, being proactive. Number two was begin with the end in mind. So think about that for just a second. Beginning something with the end in mind. Now, what they were looking at in the book was he was talking about how we look at things more monetarily. I think a lot of times when you get into business, we'll focus on how much money can I make or how many things can I do or what type of places can I visit? How much fame can I receive? How much recognition will people notice about what I'm doing in my life versus passions that may have nothing to do with some of those things. And he uses an example in the book where you might be climbing up a ladder that you brought into your mind years ago, which was a definition of success, but yet you didn't realize that that ladder was leaning on the wrong wall. So for example, you were chasing after some sort of a goal that when you got to the top of it, that's not what you really wanted. What you really wanted was something that had more meaning, had more depth, had more a more internal value than external, external value. So beginning the end in mind is knowing what you want, putting together plans and goals that are focusing on your passions and what you're trying to achieve in your life. This is a great one that falls right after that, which is called put first things first, putting priorities 
and doing the right things at the right time. And in his example, you have to ask yourself, what is it that you truly want? What do you want? And I know you probably heard me say this many times, that there are three things you have to have in any goal. Number one, you have to have clarity of knowing what it is that you truly want. And most people, they never really know what they want. They don't have a map of where they're trying to go. They don't have an idea where they're going. They're kind of just living day by day, but not really going after a goal. So they can't really put first things first because they don't have a goal of which they're gonna go after. So knowing what you want is critical. And then having a strategy of what you're going to do and then immersing yourself into the plan of action so that you could go towards that goal that you really want to achieve. And what he talks about in this book, and this is a very interesting slide, is that to kind of look at everything that you do based on quadrants. So you got quadrant one, two, three, and four, and he breaks it down like not important, important, urgent, not urgent. So for example, there are things that happen in quadrant one, meaning that you can't you know, you have emergencies that happen all the time. You have pressing situations that become immediate. You have to take care of it now. It's urgent. You can't, you cannot, you can't ignore it because it's a necessity. You must do it now. It's a last minute deadline. It's an emergency meeting. It's an unforeseen event. You have no choice but to address that. But you can't live every day like that because that's not going to work out for you over time. Is that right? So quadrant two is the most effective area, which is areas that are not urgent, but they're important. For example, going to the gym or having a healthy diet. It's not necessarily urgent, but it's very important because over time, it becomes extremely valuable to your life. So for example, if you're taking care of your body and you're, you're focused on that, what does that mean over time? It means that you could be healthier as you get older. If you don't put that as urgent, and that's not that urgent, but you make it something that you're going after as a goal where you're planning or preventing something, then it could make a big difference in the future. Does this make sense? So working on your relationships, spending time, learning something new, it's not urgent, but extremely important. And then you got quadrant three, which are, distractions. I would consider this even like social media, or you could even, they call that waste actually. But in quadrant three, you're talking about needless interruptions, irrelevant meetings, other people's minor issues, unimportant emails or texts that you'll receive during the day. And a lot of people, they put a lot of their life into quadrant three, which are areas that are not going to get them where they want to go, but yet it takes a large part of their day. And in quadrant four is absolute waste, um, excessive relaxation, television, gaming, internet, social media, time wasters, just wasting of your day and it's not important. So what he talks about in the book, and you may want to pick this book up if you've never read it, but it goes over how to put more of your emphasis on quadrant two, which would be much more effective for your future. Next is think win-win. Now, what's great about being in our business is that everything that we do is to educate and to empower, meaning that when we help a customer and we educate them on what's best for them and they move towards that goal and they move and work with us, 
we consider that a win for them. It also is a win for you. Also are being compensated for helping this person get to where he or she wants to go. So that is a win-win. But some people, they only want to win as long as somebody else loses. Or if there are situations where they could call it a lose-lose, that means both lose. And there's no deal in that situation. It doesn't have any value to anyone. But the way you want to look at moving forward in a win-win is that both parties win equally. You win because this program or service helps you. I win because I was able to help you and I'm also compensated. But both win in that situation. Very similar like if you buy a book. When you buy a book, tremendous value in a book and the author gets compensated for that. Is that true? But look at the value you receive for getting the chance to read his book. That's a win-win. So when you're thinking about how to move forward in any situation, think win-win. Next is seek to understand, then to be understood. This is more of a listening concept of hearing the other person's side uh, more before you start to just assume things. Most people don't truly listen. What they do is they just want to reply. They're not truly engaged in a conversation. They're not really seeking to understand. They just want to reply to whatever someone's saying. Has it ever happened to you before where you're talking to someone and you might be just waiting for them to stop talking before you could just talk, but you didn't really get immersed in what they're saying? Specifically in what we do when we're sitting with customers and helping them, I find it extremely important that you listen carefully to what the person is saying in any situation and then getting deeper into that to understand who they are, understand where they're coming from, understand their point of view, and then you could give them your proposal because you have a better understanding of what they want and what their goals are. So seeking first to understand, then to be understood is a critical piece to his habit, specifically habit number five. Number six is synergize or having synergy. It's really just working together as a team. That means working together with a team is better than working by yourself. And as we are in a business of expanding the agencies, we want you to build teams, develop leaders, develop agents that want to work with you and help them grow. Because working together, we could change much more lives, work together and work faster and become much stronger as a unit than we could ever be individually. That's habit number six, synergize. And number seven, which is the last habit, is sharpen the saw. And the whole concept of that is if in the book, he uses an example. There's a guy, he's like uh, sawing a tree down. and But the saw is kind of dull. The, the blade isn't sharp anymore. So there's a guy behind him that says, hey, why don't you just sharpen the saw? And the guy says, I'm too busy. I don't have time to sharpen the saw. I'm too busy. I don't have time to do that right now. The whole point of it is if he sharpened the saw, he would cut his time in half. So having to sharpen the saw is just as important or more important than what he's actually doing because it would speed up the time in which he's doing that work. And that's the same in life. He breaks it down in four quadrants as well. Physical meaning sharpening the saw of your physical body how you exercise, your nutrition, the kind of stress that's being uh, put into your life, social or emotional, how you are with your family, friends, and people around you, 
how do you get along with others? Do you focus on serving others? You want to work as a team? Do you look at having synergy together? Your mental would be how you are in terms of developing yourself. Are you sharpening the side in terms of vision? Uh, of reading and planning? Are you writing, visualizing? Are you getting stronger mentally? Are you sharpening that saw? And the last one he called it spiritual, which would be whatever your, your spiritual clarification or your commitment, your value clarification and commitment, what faith you believe in, what you study, how you meditate, your faith in God, or your goal of becoming, say, a, 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 a messenger for whatever your spiritual goal would be. So being somewhat of a messenger of whatever faith you have. But the whole point of it is that you must sharpen the saw in these areas. So I just wanted to cover these seven habits today, and I hope that wasn't too long. But I would recommend picking up this book, The Seven Habits of Highly Affected People. If you haven't read it, please do that. It was one of those books that just literally changed my life when I read this. And I just wanted to hopefully give this information to you to hopefully intrigue you to want to pick this up and get a chance to read it yourself. So, hey, everyone, thank you very much for being on today. Have an amazing day. And let's make this an amazing week. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, show your support by subscribing or leaving a rating and a review. Until next time, this is the Decisive Point Podcast with your host, Jeffrey Delgado.